Hello and welcome back to A Time to Bloom, the podcast. I am your host, Chantel Biddings, licensed clinical professional counselor. This podcast will explore how your relationships, your job, your friends, and your life experiences and faith impact your mental health. So today, I am so privileged to have with me a special guest, Miss Lysandra Gordon. She is here to discuss with me all of the things your therapist wants you to know um, about therapy and specifically during this pandemic. So welcome, Lysandra. Introduce yourself. Tell the people about yourself. Thank you, Chantel. What a blessing. I am Lysandra Gordon. I, too, am a licensed clinical um, professional counselor, and I have been in this field for 13 or more years. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I had to think about I had to do math. <laughs> yes. Um, so I work um, in um, the south suburbs of Chicago in Lansing at New Leaf Resources. And, you know, that's where I am. If you need a therapist and you can't see Madame Chantel and you are out here, especially as um, clinicians of color, we are two black women out here um, recognizing the climate and the time that we're in. And so if you're looking for someone in the south suburbs of Chicago, I am in Lansing at New Leaf Resources. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, you know, I always say I never bring anybody on here that I would not endorse myself. So I highly recommend Lysandra for all of your counseling needs. Um, So please feel free to reach out to her. I will, of course, include all of her information um, in the bio for this podcast. So you can make sure that you have her uh, information and you'll be able to follow her as well on social media. So, Lysandra, let's jump right in. Now, we know that um, this quarantine, this pandemic, has created an influx of clients for us. Like, our our books are full. And and we're grateful. We thank God. We give him praise. Hallelujah. Um, However, we are also in a space where we don't have a playbook for this. So, of course, we know how to manage, um, I guess what we would say, your, your regular uh, mental health concerns, but combined with the pandemic, combined with quarantine, combined with stay-at-home orders, we are understanding that as therapists, we are being stretched in new places um, that we don't necessarily have a playbook for. So, Lysandra, let's talk about what are some of the things that we have been experiencing as clinicians um, that we want the people to, to know about. Listen, I had about three things pop in my mind really fast, and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm questioning, like, did you say that one? <laughs> First of all, before, let, me, let me start this off with a... Um, a precursor or Mm -hmm. a word I'm looking for. A little disclaimer, Um, a disclaimer for the people. Okay, because what you hear after this does not deny what I'm about to say. We are so honored and privileged and capable of supporting 
all of our clients through this pandemic and social unrest and election foolery and siege foolery. Like we are capable. This is what we were called to, created for, trained for. This is what we do. So everything you hear after this does not take away from the fact. It doesn't mean, oh man, let's not call them, let's give them a break. We're good because we are trained in this and we know how to reach out. Like I know how to call somebody and say, I need to get on the schedule because I'm about to kill somebody today, Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, even though, and that's a joke. Like I'm not about to kill anybody. No, she's not. She's not. I'm, I'm jokey like that. Therapists have a horrible sense of humor. We just laugh at the worst things um, <laughs> when it's just us. We're horrible. Anywho, um, one of the things was I used to, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a reality TV fan, so I'm always watching Real Housewives and, and different things like that. So in the past, I have seen the therapist online, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I have dogged it. I dogged it. I was like, that don't work. <laughs> I had to eat those words. I right. have learned that not only does it work, it's, it's effective. It's, it's equally as effective. I don't think it works for everybody and every circumstance. I certainly would not say that. I think there is a huge challenge seeing children. Yes, absolutely. With, with telehealth. I mean, a huge challenge. So I don't think it's just wide open global. However, access is easier for people. Um, with, <laughs> and with access being um, easier for people, um, we, we have insight into people um, and things and, um, that we never had um, when I only can get it from the perspective of the client. So now I'm able to see them in their environment. Um, but one thing that, that I was not prepared for um, while we're in everybody's homes is people's comfort. Mm -hmm. And so people get very comfortable and they're very comfortable with us and we love that. Um, but we don't need to go to the bathroom with you. Um, please put on um, bottoms because emergencies happen. And if you have to suddenly jump up, then there's the oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the stuff that I, you just couldn't have prepared me for on the lighter side. No, no, we, we weren't ready for all that. We weren't um, ready for the pajamas that we were going to see. We weren't ready for the bonnets. Um, and I think as a clinician, we um, are used to having, you know, our little clinician's wardrobe that we wear into yeah. the office for our sessions. Yeah. So being at home, I am thankful for a little lax in the, in the wardrobe section. Um, so I'm grateful that um, during the quarantine, I have made quite an investment in my um, comfortable work attire. <laughs> Like I'm a queen of a statement tee, so I have definitely invested in some of those during this time and some comfortable lounge pants. Because um, yes, I'm I I, I want to be presented well and professional and put together. Mm -hmm. um, but I have realized that being at home does give me the advantage mm -hmm. of being a little bit more um, professional yet comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, and also the ability to walk downstairs to my office to do sessions rather than drive 20 minutes to my office has um, been a definite uh, takeaway. I, I like it. I'm okay for, with it. Um, even though some days I really would like the uh, ability to get out and see something else. 
Mm-hmm. But still, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I also wanted to bring up the fact that um, one important thing you said was access. And so, yes, I do believe that we have been given the ability to um, see more people, but also have been challenged, challenged with setting appropriate limits and boundaries so we are not overloading because the need is so great. Yeah. Um, so one thing I have been very diligent about is making sure I have a really concrete referral list Understanding the fact that everyone wants help during the season, but I cannot help everybody. Absolutely. And you know, so, go ahead. I, I just wanted to highlight a difference, and you're absolutely right. So, you've had the luxury of staying home. I have been in office every, I, like, mine didn't change. So, I'm still in office, um, which has its benefits because I do get to get out of the home. Um, mm-hmm. I do get to see a couple of people. So our office staff is still here. Um, every, every, cl- every clinician runs in and goes to their office, but I can go downstairs and say hi. So, but a large amount of people, especially early on when we talk um, late March, April, May, they were stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was making people stir crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to highlight that difference because while everybody on podcast land can't tell, Chantel can see I'm sitting in my office. <laughs> yes, but you're still seeing clients virtually, but you I go actually it. to the office. Yes, I absolutely was not opening this door. Do you hear me? And I Mm-mm. told them, I told my supervisor, I said, you all can open new resources door. That little door over there to my office is not opening while this virus is out here um, doing things in the land. Um, so that's different. But you were speaking about access and, and I. Um... No, you're right. You're right. So I think that, um, yeah, I think it's key that people know that there are clinicians out there that look like you, that sound like you, that you don't have to worry about how you present. We're going to understand if you show up with um, your, your modern day lingo. Um, if some days you have to have on a head wrap or a bonnet, we're going to understand. We're not going to judge. (laughs) Right. We're not going to judge. Um, but understanding that there are clinicians that you can access that will totally get it from day one. Yeah. Um, and another thing I always want to make sure I tell people is that, um, finding the right clinician sometimes is a journey. Yes, it is. And you may not click with the right one, with the, the, the one you call first, right? Mm-hmm. And so as clinicians, I always remind people, we are trained and we are okay if you say this is not working for me mm-hmm. and I want to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because I will absolutely say, well, call Lissandra because she can help you where mm-hmm. I can. Maybe that might be a better fit. And right. I think people need to know that we are, we're big enough and we're brave enough to say that is completely okay. And normal. We don't have to corner the market. That's right. Because you know what? I, I look at it. I can go all super spiritually deep. I feel like people are called to us. Mm, mm-hmm. So I feel like the people where I believe the people that I um, enter into this journey with were meant to be on this journey with me. 
Absolutely. Uh, and the ones that enter on that journey with you, when it fits, they were meant to be on that journey with you um, because God put something specific down in us to reach them. And so that it is very different. Um, most people actually love me, but there are some people out there, Chantel, that mm. love me. <laughs> Believe it or not, girl. Believe it or not. No. And I'm okay with that. Because in real world, I don't like everybody. That's life. It's life. That's real talk. So it's fine. You can say this isn't working for me, Lysandra, because you talk more than I like. I want the, the, the clinician that's going to have her glasses on her nose and go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not that chick. I'm not, I am, I am more directed and some people like that. Like, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to, I'm going to call out foolishness. I, I'm just not going to sit back and let you be foolish and, and take your coin. Like that's not, how I, but there are clinicians and they're good clinicians. Yes. So it's about style. It's about what you want. Yes, it's definitely about style. And you're right, everyone's style does not match the, that particular client's needs. Mm -hmm. So again, Try it though, like reach out, make the appointment. Don't let that be your barrier from receiving treatment that you don't know what the style is. Like take, well, take a moment. I have a question. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How do I know as a, as a listener that I need or would benefit from a therapist? Because I'm, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't have any, any mental illness. So, I mean, what, what, why do I need a therapist? What is that going to do for me? Listen, I, I love that question because I always tell people, let's not wait for the crisis to call the counselor. That's right. Like create you a team. I believe in a team approach to wellness. So mm -hmm. I believe that you should have a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. I believe that women should have an ob mm -hmm. I believe you should have a dentist. Mm -hmm. um, if you wear glasses, your ophthalmologist, your your dermatologist, mm -hmm. as well as you have your, you know, your stylist, mm -hmm. your, your uh, brow lady, whatever you need, add the therapist to your team so you can be complete and whole and well before the crisis occurs. Yeah. So that way you already had a relationship built. Even if you're calling to say, you know what, I want to work on communication. I want to communicate better with my children, with my spouse, with my friends. I want to um, address my issues with confrontation, whatever it is with relationship building, mm -hmm. start to work on that first. And that way, when the crisis arises, you have someone that already knows you mm -hmm. and I can say, hey, girl, I hear what you're saying, but I know that there's something else behind that. So let's talk about this first. That's true. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. I knew you were going to have the perfect answer. <laughs> Because I hear that so much. And then, and then I'm going to speak specifically to our Christians. Because you know, yes. we are all about, I don't need nobody but Jesus. Hmm. Talk to the people about that, please. I believe in Jesus and therapy. I believe in Jesus and a therapist. Like you said, I, have, I believe in Jesus and a primary care physician. Um, I believe in Jesus and aspirin. Like, mm -hmm. if I got a headache, I'm going to go and take an aspirin. You can pray, and I'm not telling you not to pray. However, comma, you can also take an aspirin. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, some stuff, um, everybody's familiar with that, um, whatever that, that little story where they were calling on God, they were stuck on the roof, 
and they couldn't get off and he kept calling and I sent the boat and I sent this and I sent that, but you rejected everything. Like people get so extra deep. And I think Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, we all need support and we all need help in, in different ways. Um, So I, I think that when it comes to Christianity, um, we would be well suited to, I'm going to say it this way, stop boxing God in and stop limiting him that he only can move in the way that you think he'll move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people at my church, I tell them all the time, I'm a college counselor. There are a lot of people who are, um, are professionals and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to pull it apart in a way that makes sense. I'm certainly mm-hmm. a professional. I have all my all my degrees and all my certifications and all of that. I've jumped through all yes. Um, But I think that before I did and sought any of those credentials, God called me to the field. Yes. And so a lot of, uh, some people choose a career based on um, what they like or based on how they feel. I chose this career because God called me into it. And so he works with me. And so I'm, I'm sure that your caseload looks a lot like my caseload. It's full mm-hmm. of people from all walks of life, um, from every profession, be it, I don't have a doctor. I've had nurses and pastors, and I haven't had a doctor or an attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking of who I haven't had because I've had so many of everything. Right. You <laughs> probably have. You probably have. And they have. just didn't tell me they were They just didn't all. say it. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, possibly. But I was like, well, you know what? I don't know. But yeah, I think that we just have to allow God to show us um, all of the alternatives he has for bringing healing. Yes. I, I mean, I, lo- I love that. Yep. Yeah. So I, I always say, um, especially when I am talking with um, different churches and church groups that the pastor and the professional counselor have to learn how to partner yes in order for all of our people to be well because absolutely we are not saying that counseling or receiving professional help negates the power of god we are not saying that at all we are saying that they can partner and they can walk hand in hand um, to help people to be whole spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Um, And so I think that if we continue to make sure that we're spreading this message, there will be much less talk from the pulpit about flushing medicine down the drain. You know, you know, every time I hear that, I kind of cringe. Like we don't tell people to flush their insulin or they hide high blood pressure medication. No, take your hypertension meds. However, please don't take that antidepressant because you're not depressed. It's a spirit. Okay. If it's a spirit, let's go. There's a spirit of sickness. And Mm -hmm. you're not going to tell them to flush that, that medicine for heart disease because it's a sickness. So if God be God, Yes, and he if is. God is going to heal you, the doctor is going to back that up and say, you know what, Mrs. Jones, I don't see a problem with your heart anymore. God is not a God of disorder. It's the exact opposite. He's a God of order. And so Absolutely. he is going to not make you confused and confounded. If you're healed, you're healed. And a doctor knows that you heal. So mm-hmm. just telling people that, that this is a spirit. Well, yes, it is. It's the spirit of sickness. And so that same spirit of sickness, whether it's, and that's why it's health care, mental health 
mm-hmm. physical health. They yes. are they are intertwined, your mental and your physical. You can be so mentally ill that your body experiences it. You can be so physically ill that your mental experiences it. And so we're so quick to separate what we have separated what God has joined together. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's a whole word within itself. <laughs> within itself. We are so quick to cut off the your head from the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. So your brain is an organ in your body, just like your heart, just like your lungs, just like your kidney. Um, and so we cannot um, stop treatment of your mind. We know that certain disorders are chemical imbalances in your brain. And so they have to be treated with another chemical to bring the balance back. And then it's okay for you to have not only therapy in Jesus, Mm -hmm. but also have a psychiatrist in Jesus. That part right there. Yes, man. It's all right. It's all right. And so we want to make sure that... um, we are, again, promoting wellness, mental wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness. Um, and you will find clinicians that will partner with you on that journey. Mm-hmm. You will find clinicians that absolutely are well-trained, that are licensed, that are qualified, but also love the Lord and also are readers and lovers of his word. Yes. And so I want to to definitely emphasize that um, whenever we're talking about finding a clinician, I always tell people, number one, please find a licensed and trained clinician. That's number one. That's and number two, if they love the Lord, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. If, if they are a Christian in their framework, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But number one, I want you to find somebody that's licensed and good at their job. Right. Because there are, yeah, there are a lot of people that are out here claiming to be counselors, uh, Christian counselors that don't have any formal training. (laughs) And so sometimes we run into a whole lot of trouble in that area. So please, please find someone licensed and trained um, first. It knows what they do. You know what I'm saying? Have people refer to you. Yes. I have run into, and I have shared the name. I'm not going to blast them because no, we're not, not going to do that today. Cancer, but Chantel knows the name. I have seen some bad therapists out here. There are some ineffective people. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm willing to bet I'm not alone in this. Chantel, have you ever dismissed people from treatment? That doesn't mean that they stop. That means that I told them I refuse to continue in treatment with them with mm-hmm. a condition, like it's conditional. Why? Because we are providing health care. And so I am, what that means is you entered into um, treatment. Yes. So if I enter into treatment with my primary care physician and I'm doing everything that he tell me not to do and I'm about to kill myself, guess who right. is on the line Right. He is because because he has to justify. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna let you pull my license down with you. So I have I have put people out of therapy and have said to them, I, I highly recommend that you do this individual, especially if there's like joint. And mm-hmm. I've recommended them for individual and I and I've told them please don't go out and look for another therapist that'll just do what you want because you will find them. Right, right. I'm here to help you. And helping you doesn't always make you comfortable. Helping you doesn't necessarily tell you what you want to hear because that's not helping you. That's a yes, man. Right. 
And we, we also have to value the level of consistency. Yes. Like if you engage into the therapeutic process, the expectation is that you keep your counseling appointments. Yep. And that if you do have to cancel, of course we understand if something comes up, yes. but do so in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Text your therapist, call your therapist, leave a voicemail, say, I cannot make today's session, but please reschedule. Don't, don't just don't show up now. Absolutely. That's not okay mm-hmm. because we have that schedule blocked up just for you. Yeah. And, and we've been in these We're busy. I have a wait list. And let me help. Chantel, does your phone ring? Well, yours, because you're in private practice. I work for an agency. But that phone downstairs rings, and they're like, I want an African-American clinician. Mm-hmm. I want an African-American clinician. Because we in, we're in a climate right now. And so we understand that. And that's why I say, ask for referrals. Because yes. good clinicians know good clinicians. And if you ask me for a referral, who I send you to, I trust. If I don't have anybody, I'll tell you, go through your health care. Why? Because that means I'm not putting my name on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you should type in um, uh, myhealthcare.com and go find you one. Cause or, 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 and if you take the referral, <laughs> yes, if you take the referral, please don't run back and tell me what you didn't like and, and give you somebody else. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I gave you who I thought was best for you. But yeah. And, and we want you to um, be nice to the people we refer you to. Please be nice. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to send, send you to Lasandra and um, then you don't keep your appointments and then you don't pay your co-pays. I don't want to do that. So, so take the referrals like we like you do anything else. Mm-hmm. Use your integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, operate with with grace and kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we can move forward, and we all can be well together. Absolutely. But, but Chantel, so how have you? How have you taken care of yourself in the middle of a pandemic, social unrest, um, election, and? Um, Capital Stormy, how have you taken care of yourself as a therapist at this time? Listen, my primary thing has been the ability to unplug. Um, I think that, of course, as treatment providers and people that have been called to do this kind of work, we have such a huge heart. Mm -hmm. and We want to help. We do want to help everybody. I promise y'all we do. We want to take all the referrals that we can. We want to help everybody. We want everybody to be okay. However, we have to understand that we cannot and we should not take every referral, that we cannot work day after day after day with no vacation, with no time off, seeing uh, six to eight people every day. It's not going to work out and we're not going to be okay. So my thing has been, I have been very intentional, uh, whereas maybe I have not in the past, but been very intentional about taking my days off. Mm-hmm. And of course, since I am in private practice, I, I schedule my own days off. But, you know, I'm a hard boss on me. I will work me to death. <laughs> so I have to remind. <laughs> yes, I got to remind myself. I got to talk to my boss like, girl, we don't have to work like this. Stop it. Listen, take your day. You need to be OK. Yes. Especially yeah. when all of that was kind of um, brewing and, and like every single client. 
I think what people fail to realize that as life is occurring, mm-hmm. the therapist is processing what's occurring in life. Mm-hmm. Everything that we're seeing on the news, everything we're seeing on social media, we're processing that mm-hmm. while at the same time processing that with six to eight people every day. Yep. And that. so that's a whole that's a whole load to take on. And some days you need to just be in a place where you could just process your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk to your own therapist. Mm-hmm. Take you a little break. You know, you know, my favorite pastime is a little um, online purchasing. Uh, <laughs> so I do that. And then I, uh, I can jump back in. I could be okay. But yeah. I know that I need to take the time for myself now more so than ever before. I need to be okay with taking some days off. Yeah. For me, I, I have always checked out with a little reality TV. And that's the why I tell people, they're like, oh, that's trash. I say, my brain doesn't have to work because you mm-hmm. have no idea. There's no actual way to explain to people what we do. It no. looks like we sit down and just listen to people talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. And the amount of expended brain energy of holding um, theories, um, um, whatever drama they bring in, where I'm trying to take them, where they need to go, what would be harmful, how to stop this, what are the other external factors playing it? Like the, the amount of brain power working every second hmm. is a lot. And, and we deal with very real serious things all day because you know what, even though it's been all COVID and pandemic and blah, 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 all the time, and, and particularly for us clinicians of color, it's been it's been a, a, a more rough year. It, I don't know how to, like, I don't like comparing, but at the end of the day, um, they're, they're, some of the clients, you know, they don't understand how hit you are mm-hmm. by a specific thing. And so there have been some days, like, for example, the day after um, um, George Floyd was was murdered. I was like, I can't even come in here. I can't even begin to process Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. people because I got to take care of me. So I'm going to take care of me, get my head together so that I can come in here and do what I've been trying to do. And Mm -hmm. I think that that if we have clinicians out here listening, um, take care of yourself because you're the instrument, you're the tool. Yes. Um, And so I go home and I watch that reality TV because again, my brain doesn't have to work. I get to laugh at people who are paid to be ridiculous on TV. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I and I just enjoy looking at it. 90 Day Fiance is one of my, I'd be like, oh, did you, oh my God, no they didn't, I'm all in. <laughs> I am all in, I have everybody, I tell them, you need to watch it. And they got a whole franchise to 90 Day Fiance. It's probably 10, 11 spinoffs to that Already, show. yes, uh, already. It's, it's a lot. So that's kind of one of the things I do. I, I like reading. Um, mm-hmm. Um, in the summer, I, I garden. But, you know, it's just, there are so many things you have to remember to take care of yourself. Um, and, it, and it didn't dawn on me. I wonder, when did it hit you? Because it didn't dawn on me, um, first of all, during doing therapy online, is that was a learning curve. It was, um, absolutely. The, um, the adjustment of the exhaustion. Like, initially because you don't talk about it because you don't realize it's a thing yet mm-hmm. i was just like i'm exhausted to the max like like tired tired <laughs> t-i-e-d tired 
progress notes backing up to the wazoo because the last thing I can do is look at that computer again. Like, help yeah. me, Jesus. If y'all could see me, you would see that I just made like 9,000 faces. I don't even know how she's still <laughs> Um, But it was, it was a buildup before I even realized I'm super exhausted. Yeah. And, uh, reaching out like, are you extra tired? <laughs> yes. I, I would say it was definitely around because again, the quarantine started, mm-hmm. we immediately transitioned. I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, therapists did not have that stop gap of work that some people had. Not at it all. was like, okay, so I'm not in the office, but next week I still got to see clients. So yeah. I have to transition, um, work out this new platform that we're going to do this virtual service through and um, make sure everybody is getting the support and help they need. So we mm-hmm. made that transition in t- two or three days right. um, so that we could be back up and running the next week. And yeah. so I think, so that was about March. I believe my last day in office was like March 16th, 17th, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say that probably by mid to end April, I was like, what is it that we're really doing? What, what is this? Because when I get off of here, I just need to go lay down in a dark room for a minute before I can even um, uh, communicate with the rest of these people in this house. Mm-hmm. I just need to take me a minute, drink me a cup of tea and relax my mind um, so that I could to do the other jobs I do, you know, the, the wife, mother stuff. I couldn't do that for a minute. So I had to really, you know, pause, you know, check in with other clinicians, mm-hmm. check in with my own therapist and be like, girl, hey, um, this is where I am. <laughs> and then she was like, take a couple of days. You need a couple of days. Um, even if it's just staying at home, because we didn't have anywhere to go. But it was just not having to log on and process somebody else's stuff that gave me a little cushion to say, okay, I can, I can go on another further now. Yeah. You said something powerful. Well, you've, you've said a lot of powerful things, but if you married to a clinician, hmm. oh my God, like I promise you, my husband has suffered and not because I don't love him. The amount of, of emotional space left yes. over at the end of the day and, and having the conversation with myself on my drive home, not my walk downstairs. I had to drive home. And so it's just like, oh God, I gotta connect because it's rude, first of all, to just walk in and don't talk to people. Right. Um I but I don't want to be bothered. And not that I don't want to be bothered with my husband. Mm-mm. My my whole emotional psyche was like, I'm on overload. I done had enough now. And so yeah. Sliding down in the bed, uh-huh. all I had room for, and and so if if you are married to a clinician, hats off to you. If you are the child of a clinician, hats mm-hmm. off to you. But also understand this has been a really rough year. Yes, the burnout is real, and not because we. Um, don't love our jobs and can't do our jobs. It's it's because we're so effective at our jobs and and the call was all over. You know, it was on the news. Go to men, sign up for mental health. Yes. The insurance companies were making everybody was on top of trying to take care of the citizens, right? Yes. But it was still a lot because like you said, there was no turnaround. There was no turnaround. It was all right, this happened. 
let's jump in. Jump in yeah. two feet. Let's go. Yeah. And I hope you know how to swim because right. so for interns, oh my gosh, poor interns. You know, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. I'm no. so happy I wasn't an intern. <laughs> yes. And I didn't take any interns. So I'm grateful for that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't process I couldn't help another person through this. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just trying to help the people I'm assigned to help. Yeah. And we're gonna keep it going. So Lasandra, this has been great. I appreciate this. You could you're gonna have to come back. For another for another time to bloom podcast episode, yes, um, but tell the people how they can connect with you. Where can they follow you um, on our uh, social media? Okay, well on social media, I have um, and, a, and I have a blog, loungeliftlearn.com is my blog. Yes, and loungeliftlearn is how you will find me on Facebook. Other than that, I am not out there. I'm you know I'm just out here helping people and so my lounge lift learn I, I i always talk about it the clients that come to my office talk about the atmosphere and it's very um relaxing and it's, and it's intentional i want people to be able to lounge and kick back while i um mm -hmm. while i just you know d bring the wrecking ball in you know um in a very sweet loving way but it's it's therapy is a paradigm shifter and so yeah. i want people to lounge and i want to lift people you know i want to help be a part of the lift and then we all learn together and so lounge lift learn.com um Love it. lounge lift learn on facebook absolutely absolutely so thank you again for joining today i am <laughs> i'm so honored you came in, in, on the show with me today i'm always honored to be asked so thank you <laughs> i think you are amazing let's give it up for Chantel. she is doing big things in these streets that lady is always hashtag booked and busy Listen, ma'am, I'm doing my best to do, be, do, and say what the Lord has called me to do, be and say. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining for A Time to Bloom the Podcast. Again, I'm Chantel Biddings, licensed clinical professional counselor. I will, of course, include all of the pertinent details for you to follow and like our guest on today, Ms. Lysandra Gordon. And you guys stay tuned, and next week we will be back. Thank you.